marijuana smoking, experts point out, can make a helpless addict of its victim within weeks, causing physical and moral ruin and death. The first legally sold marijuana here goes to an Iraqi war veteran. A new insurance study out this week looked at car crashes in several states that allow the use of recreational marijuana. You're a doc. You've studied this. You've talked to the researchers. You're right. saying marijuana can kill cancer cells. Who taught you how to do this stuff? You, all right? I learned it by watching you. Marijuana is illegal under federal law. States have legalized recreation. No wonder you can't open your eyes. What do you expect doping yourself up with this wrong stuff? What do you know about pot? Good morning. You are listening to the Cannabis Hour. I'm your host, Jen Procacci. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining us on this Thursday morning. Today, I'm going to be discussing the wonderfully exciting documentary feature film, Lady Buds. I have the director of the Lady Buds here with me, Chris J. Russo, and also one of the stars of the film, our very own community member, Chia Rodriguez. They're both going to be discussing everything about the film and their experience making it with me this morning. And we're going to be also talking about their special preview showing that is taking place tomorrow and Saturday at 5.30 p.m. at the Minor Theater in Arcata, California. This is ahead of the scheduled U.S. premiere of this film at the upcoming Mill Valley Film Festival. So if you're local, you can get a chance to go up and see this great film, and we're going to be talking more about that. All right, so on to the subject of our show for this morning. We have Chia and Chris here with us this morning. Chia Rodriguez is a second-generation cannabis farmer. She's the daughter of the industry, and she is a daughter of the industry and a community organizer. She was born and raised in Mendocino County, where cannabis is a huge part of life and the economy. Chia and her husband James own Rivershy Farms, where they breed unique strains of cannabis for their brand Arcana Flowers, rounding out their 22nd gardening season on their homestead. Chia is a co-founder of Mendocino Generations, a farm alliance of over 50 heritage farmers from all over the corners of Mendocino County. Its mission is to help give voice, guidance, and a support system to craft farmers. Her dedication to small farmers has become the focus of her mission in all the projects she is involved in. She is one of six women in the cannabis industry featured in the up-and-coming film Lady Buds, produced by Chris J. Russo. The film has followed her life intimately through 2016, through trials and tribulations of the journey into the legalization of cannabis. It highlights her family's farm and the Farm Alliance, showing the raw intensity of becoming a legally operating cannabis farm. Besides being fully immersed in cannabis, Chia also enjoys herbalism, traveling, her boutique, and being a jeweler and a maker. Chia, I don't know how you do it all. Um, With over 15 years of experience in the entertainment industry, Chris J. Rousseau's award-winning short films have screened all over the world, including the Sundance Film Festival, broadcast on Showtime, PBS, IFC, Logo, and Netflix. Russo moved to Hollywood from New York in 2000 to pursue her filmmaking dreams and worked in management positions at Kodak and Araflex. 
and as a post-production supervisor on 15 feature films. Russo's passion for storytelling spurred her to create Paceline Pictures, a boutique production company focused on producing female-driven content that empowers and inspires. For the past five years, Russo has been producing and directing her first feature film, Ladybuds, a documentary that follows six courageous women's transitions from the shadows to the newly regulated market in California cannabis industry. As farmers, entrepreneurs, and activists, these modern-day superheroes battle government bureaucracy, corporate interests, and risk financial ruin in order to fight for the industry they helped create and for the survival of their community. Do I have you both on the air with me now? Yes. Yes. Great to be here. Thanks, Jen. Thanks for having us. Yeah, good morning to you both. Chia, I know where you're broadcasting from. Um, Chris, where are you broadcasting from this morning? Uh, This morning, I'm in West Hollywood. Oh, boy. And you're about to make the trip up here, up north. Is that correct for your sneak preview showing? I'm here for another hour or two. And then uh, I'm heading up to Arcata for the weekend to celebrate with the community to see the film for the first time. Do you want to take a moment to just tell our listeners how they can be a part of that sneak preview showing? Sure. Um, We are going to be screening the film uh, for the first time uh, at the Minor Theater in Arcata at 5.30 on Friday night and 5.30 on Saturday night. And tickets are available on the Minor Theater website. And along with the ticket, uh, we have special events um, to make it a fun weekend. Um, This Friday night, well, I guess that's tomorrow. um, We're going to have a really great after party. Uh, in a beautiful courtyard right behind the theater. So um, in addition to um, mingling with the cast and crew of the film and answering questions from the audience, we'll be able to celebrate in the after party tomorrow night. And then on Saturday, we've planned a special Lady Bud's Brunch at Papa and Barclay's Social Consumption Lounge, Dispensary and Spa in Eureka, and that's sponsored by Humble Grace. And that will be, I believe, at 11 o'clock, on Saturday, and then the screening will be later that day. So if you'd like to come out and and be a part of this exciting event and moment, um, please find your tickets on minortheater.com. Thank you, Chris. And will all of the women featured in the film be at the screening? Well, some of them will definitely be there. Chia is is going to be making the trek uh, from Mendocino and from Humboldt. Um, the Bud Sisters will be in 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 the flesh. <laughs> uh, Pearl Moon and Dr. Joyce is coming down from from Oregon actually for the screening, and Karen Wagner, who is a Humboldt resident, will be there, and we will have a special appearance from Cheryl Mumser Goldman, who uh, is a supporting. Uh, featured Ladybud uh, from from Sister Station Kingwood, if I can mention that. So it's going to be it's going to be fun. There's going to be a lot of people from the community, and the film, you know, does have voices of the community interviewed. So there'll be a lot of familiar faces in the audience. That sounds wonderful. I have to tell you all that I had the pleasure of viewing this film as part of our interview today. And the women in it are so absolutely incredible. And the film is just amazing beyond belief. And we're going to talk all about it 
But before we dive in there, I just want to ask you both a question I ask all of my guests, which is, what is your personal relationship with cannabis? Um, Chia, this is a little bit answered in your bio, but I wanted to give you the chance to kind of um, expand on that in your own words. So do you want to go ahead and take that question first? I would be happy to. Yeah, good morning. Um, well, cannabis is kind of my whole life at the moment. Um, I was born into the industry, you know, um, my father and my community people all around me have been cultivating this plant my whole entire life and um i just sort of fell into it and started cultivating with my husband um jamie back in uh gosh 1998 i guess was the first time we cultivated together and we just actually finished our 23rd cultivation season or we're we're in harvest right now so cannabis is our our lifestyle and um yeah a wonderful plant. Thank you, Chia. Chris, would you like to share with us your personal relationship with cannabis? Sure. Thanks for asking. Um, well, cannabis has been a part of my life, I have to admit, since I was 14. Um, when I was young and in high school and college, uh, of course, I experimented with, with cannabis, with psychedelics. You know, I, I'm a musician. I went on tour with the Grateful Dead. So cannabis was kind of always the center of the community and brought people together. And then, you know, as I moved into my professional career, it kind of um, took a backseat for a while. And I'd say in the last 10 years, I've been having a renaissance with it. And I just really love um, using cannabis to open doors of creativity um, to, um, I don't know, just... It, it grounds me to be very mindful. I use it, you know, um, in nature quite a bit. And, and as part of a wellness routine, I mean, with the legalization or the regulation of, of cannabis, um, I'm enjoying sometimes the consistent effects of it. So it, it's definitely almost a regular, uh, it's a regular part of my wellness routine. And, um, yeah, it's a beautiful plant. Thank you for sharing that with us. So, Chris, I wanted to start this interview by um, pointing out to our listeners that Chris had never been on a cannabis farm until 2017. And despite that, she managed to make this film that represents our community so accurately. It absolutely gave me the chills watching it. Chris, would you talk a little bit about how you came into the cannabis farming space and the legal cannabis space and how that, if that is what led you to, um, to want to make this film? Sure, sure. Um, in 2016, when when I saw that um, legalization was on the ballot in California, I I was very in- interested and intrigued that, you know, we were going to see a massive transformation happen with how people thought about cannabis. And I thought this would be a very interesting topic to dig into for a documentary. And then I uncovered, um, you know, the fact that there's so many women coming out of the shadows and and being present in the media as entrepreneurs, as as farmers. Um, I was I was super intrigued and started to go to women networking events in cannabis um, in Los Angeles and then farmers markets um, that were down here that were put on by the Emerald Exchange. And so at these events, I met some of the women in the film and including Chia at the Emerald Exchange and Karen Wagner in Denver at a Women Grow conference. And I was invited to visit their farms. 
And, you know, like I was like, wow, okay, this is amazing. What an invitation for someone that's, you know, been smoking weed my entire life. I was like, wow, I would love to see these gardens. So, so that's kind of how, how it all started. Um, and, and once I was up there and just saw how magical it was and started having these conversations with people in the community, um, I realized how important the story was to tell that, you know, these people were going to be going through this major transformation of, you know, you guys like to say coming out of the shadows to enter, you know, the regulated market. And for me, that really resonated, you know, I, you know, as a queer filmmaker coming out of the shadows, I equate that with coming out of, out of the closet in a way, because it's like, you're, you're wanting to be authentic. So I identified with people. I feel, I feel like I'm an outlier, um, just the way that I walk in the world. And I, you know, I look at the world differently. So there was a lot of things that really resonated and in the environmentalism and just, you know, the whole back to the land movement. And, and I was really drawn in and connected with, with many of the people in the community. And I was just so inspired. I, I felt like I was called to make this film because there needed to be documentation of what was about to happen. And when, when we saw the writing on the wall or like what we were worried that was going to happen, that was actually sort of unfolding. I thought that there was a huge message here that, you know, needed to be told about, you know, big business versus little business and, the, you know, local businesses. So um, there's lots of reasons why I was drawn to tell this story. I'm really privileged. I feel very privileged to have been invited in to the homes of the women in the film and the trust that they extended to me. Um, again, very, very grateful and privileged. Um, because, you know, here I was just showing up. Who is this? Who is this person with a camera? You, you want you want me to talk on, on camera? You know, I've just been hiding like for decades, you know, like so it was like it was an interesting sort of befriending and trusting. And I'm sure Chia can talk more about that because we, we, we didn't know what we were getting into. But my curiosity just kept me going and traveling up north. And then after all of the, this filming, I, I chose I chose the women in the film because I wanted to have very diverse voices uh, represented. And that's just how this kind of all started. And it, it just like the journey just kind of like kept going. And here we are. <laughs> yes, so many years later, I just want to take a moment to say that um, Chia and Chris and another woman who's in the film, her name is Eileen. She's a member of our community in Covalo were all with me on the Cannabis Hour in 2019 for Women's History Month. So welcome back again. It's really cool to have you two joining me now that the film is being screened. It's very exciting to kind of bring that full circle. And there's actually a little clip in the film where Chia is on um, the Cannabis Hour with Jane, which is an amazing um, sort of just nod to our community. Um Chris, I wanted to ask you, where was the first cannabis farm that you went to? Was it in Mendocino County or was it in Humboldt County or maybe somewhere else? Wow, I'm jogging my memory. Um, I actually believe it was in um, Grass Valley, Nevada City area. Um, when I met a handful of women at these events, I was so blown away by how many people invited me to visit their farms, you know? So I believe I started in Nevada city on that first run. I went on the road for several weeks with all this camera gear in my car and can't, you know, and I started in Nevada city then made my way up to Humboldt. So 
and then to Chia. Um, so it was a handful of women. I mean, it was a lot. It was, it was exciting. Yeah, there's six women that you feature um, prominently in the film whose storylines you kind of follow. And there's like triumph and heartbreak and everything is just so beautifully represented. I cried like multiple times while watching this film. It really is so incredibly touching. And what really, something that really struck me was just the intimacy of it all. Um, Shia, especially with your storyline focuses a lot on your family. And I wanted to ask you what that was like having your family life documented in that way. Um, well, I had no idea what, what this was, you know, what we we're getting into when Chris asked me to be part of the film, really. You know, I kind of thought, oh, we're going to do some filming in the garden a couple times and that'll be about it. <laughs> well, it turned into four years, really, of, of filming um, through the seasons and the farm, you know, from planting to harvest and beyond. And, um, you know, that the farm is at my house um and of course my my family's around right and so um yeah just it, it was a challenge in a in a few ways you know definitely the the kids my boys um were a little conflicted about that first they were like oh we're gonna be in a movie and they were like excited about being on a camera and then the reality <laughs> of our lives you know was um the ups and downs, the trials and tribulations, like there's drama, you know, just having a, a canvas farm and trying to survive this industry is, is one piece, but also just, you know, being real humans and, and having relationship struggles. And, you know, I'm sure we got, uh, Chris has got some interesting arguments and things on camera over the years <laughs> from, our, <laughs> from our family, but yeah, um, it was quite interesting and, um, I think you'll you'll all be um, really proud and presently surprised by by the turnout in the film. Yeah, I totally hear that, and um, I have to say that I loved seeing <clears throat> just how real the filming was. Like, yeah, I think there was like one shot of your house where there was like a laundry basket or something like that, and I was like, "Yes, it's real. It's like really Chia's house. Everything." is authentic it didn't feel super filtered or like they were just like that chris was just trying to show a certain perspective it felt very very authentic and like it was a real representation of what was going on and as a cultivator myself i did feel very seen and very represented by this film and i wanted to ask you what were sort of like the logistics of chris coming up to film with your family was she just kind of camping out in your house or Pretty like, how did that part work? <laughs> Well, we have a guest house, luckily, so <laughs> she was able to kind of set up in there and have pr private space. But, um, but yeah, you know, it was quite intimate. Um, you know, we we became really good friends through this process, and um, she became part of the family. And so, you know, um, she followed us around literally from you know breakfast <laughs> through all the through all the meals through the harvest, through, you know, processing, um, through having just, you know, discussions with, um, everybody about, you know, what's happening on the farm on a, you know, on a daily basis to, um, you know, she kind of followed me around to various events and things like that as well. So, um, yeah, it, it was quite, quite interesting process. And I really became fascinated with the process of how the film is being made. You know, you kind of wonder, 
as you're speaking in the beginning, I, I, I didn't really know how to talk to the camera or, you know, that was intimidating to me. And over time, I became more comfortable and realized, like, you know, I need to speak in a certain way sometimes to answer a question so that it comes off right in, in the film and stuff like that. And so it was kind of fun just learning about all that kind of stuff um, through the process as well. But yes, it was quite a wonderful experience, really, and became good friends with a lot of the other women in the film and um, just felt like, yeah, the representation of what was going on was um, really accurate. And, and there was a lot of drama, you know, pre through the passing of Prop 64, through all these events we were attending and various um, things that were going on in the community at, you know, the Board of Supervisors meetings and things like that. There was a lot of activity happening in the community. And, and I feel like she really captured it quite well for Northern California and, and definitely some of the activism pieces that were happening down in LA and, and such as well. And she was really all over the state and really going all over the place, trying to keep up with all, <laughs> all five stories and six women at once. Yeah. And I, I would just like to jump in like Chia and her family were very, very generous with me, very open and trusting. And I knew from the start that their story was special. Um, well, because, you know, they're just wonderful people and they had been doing this and it's been in their family uh, for so many decades that I really thought Chia and her voice and her strength and everything about her would be the, the great um, representation for the farmer that's going through this process in, in, in Mendocino or Humboldt for that matter. Um, and um, it was great to be able to, you know, the film style is called Cinema Verte, where you're kind of like a fly on the wall and you're just running the camera in the background. So between myself and my cinematographer, cinema, uh, Christian Bruno, who, who does this very well, you know, we were kind of lurking in the background <laughs> for days. Like, and, you know, like hoping we get something that we can like, we know is a good part of the story. And the family was just very patient and generous and open to us capturing these moments which is how we were able to make the film feel so authentic and like you're right there. And, and that's the kind of filmmaking is that's really exciting to me. Um, I don't like to like, you know, pretend it's something different, you know, like this is how it is. And that would be the best way for audiences to relate is because they can connect to it being so real. So, so thank you Chia and to her family for, for really trusting the process Yeah, I have to say that I am committed to no spoilers, although I have seen the film. But I have to say, if you are a cultivator and you want to feel really validated about how hard this process has been trying to get legal, you absolutely must go see this film. Because Chris does an incredible job of capturing all of the emotional turmoil and stress and beauty and struggle and tears and joys that are involved in this process. And she does it so wonderfully that, Chris, I want to ask you, have you made documentaries with this style of filmmaking before where you're sort of like a film lurker, as, as you described? Um, you know, I made a documentary a long time ago that was much more uh, talking heads kind of thing, a short documentary uh, called um, Straight Down the Aisle Confessions of Lesbian Bridesmaids. <laughs> and that was actually pre, uh, you know, um, 
um, gay and lesbian uh, legalization of, of, of gay marriage. Um, so that was, you know, it was always kind of like right before, I guess it's interesting, right before something legally happens. I'm, I'm attracted to that. Um, but my background is more in scripted uh, feature films, fiction films, storytelling that, you know, I've really written on the page. So, so the approach to this was very cinematic because I kind of think visually um, and also, uh, I'd like to think of this film as a little bit of a hybrid because there are some reenactments that you may or may not be able to tell are reenactments. And I kind of wanted them to seamlessly kind of blend in with the documentary. So I bring this, this background of filmmaking that I've worked with actors before I've written scripts. Um, and I kind of wanted it to feel real, um, but also make it cinematic and very, um, I don't know, like thoughtful in a way, filmmaking, if that makes sense. Yeah, it definitely does. And I think I know what you're talking about with the, with the reenactments there. And they were pretty seamless, in my opinion. Um, so Chia was one of the women that you featured in this film. Do you mind talking about the other five women and maybe giving our listeners a little bit of info on, on what their storylines are about? Sure, sure, sure. So um, Karen Wagner is featured in the film and she's a Humboldt um, resident and uh, her story. I mean, she's an entrepreneur. She's been a serial entrepreneur her whole life, a restaurateur from New York City. And she just has this amazing uh, passion uh, for business and the way she carries herself is very confident. And, and I just was immediately drawn to her and telling her story of wanting to support the small farmers of Humboldt by opening a dispensary, by having a successful cannabis business. And we go on her journey of uh, how difficult that is uh, to do for a small, small business um, also from Humboldt, there's the Bud Sisters, which uh, are, you know, they represent the people that have lived in the hills for decades off the grid doing this because they're passionate about cannabis as medicine. And, you know, their storyline is really beautiful as, as best friends and, and, and how they're perceiving legalization is, is, a, is a different perspective that I think is important to tell. And I also feel like they bring a little levity to the film because because they're just great, wonderful, funny people, <laughs> um, fun people. And then um, Sue Taylor uh, is a 72-year-old African-American retired Catholic school principal from the area turned dispensary owner. Uh, I met Sue early on as well in Berkeley, and I was completely taken by her her inspirational aura and just drive to, you know, bring cannabis to senior citizens and, 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 and educate about the wellness properties of cannabis. And that was her focus was to really open up a dispensary that was going to be serving that community. And wow, that is groundbreaking. Sue is just phenomenal. And I just, again, I just, just needed to tell her story and, uh, and of her family as well. It's just a really beautiful story. And then Felicia Carbajal, who is a Latinx uh, queer cannabis activist uh, based in Los Angeles, is also the executive director of the Social Impact Center and has had a journey in cannabis that uh, was incredibly brave and courageous. Um, You know, uh, when I was doing the research for this film, I uncovered this like little known history about, you know, the, the, the LGBTQ cannabis activists in the Bay Area who were 
you know, um, working to get medical marijuana legal through the Compassionate Use Act, Dennis Perone and, and Brownie Mary and Scott Imler. And, you know, I uncovered this history that like I didn't know about, which was like, you know, the gay community really were the creators of the foundation of the industry we have now. So I thought this, wow, this, this history was being lost in the narrative. So Felicia for me represents a little bit of that history. And she also represents the current struggle that marginalized communities are having to enter the industry and to, you know, um, get their, you know, um, histories expunged from being targets of the, of the war on drugs. And, you know, I just wanted to mention just this week, she was on the cover of uh, one of the sections of the LA Times because she helped, you know, expunge 20, not uh, 60,000 um, convictions in the county of LA. And she spearheaded that that campaign and um you know she's an activist that lives it you know 24 7 very inspiring so so i wanted to have everyone who was featured in the film really bring a little bit something different speak to different communities speak to different areas of cannabis but also just kind of give this holistic look at like you know what's happening in california with legalization and and where have how far have we come so i thought that the women in this film would would really represent that and and then we have you know the other voices of the community through mumser and the and the kmud community and you know this is a real really i wanted this to also feel like a community film so we have the women featured but it's also like you know it's the story of the community as well and it really is, and I, I really can't echo that enough. It is the story of our community, and it is so accurately and beautifully told. Um, so we are about halfway through our show today, and if you're just tuning in, uh, my name is Jen, and I am the host of the Cannabis Hour. This is a bi-weekly radio program where we discuss all things cannabis, and today I have uh, local cultivator Chia Rodriguez and film producer Chris Russo on the show with me. And we are discussing the film Lady Buds, which Chia is in and which Chris produced and which is having a sneak preview in Arcata this weekend, Friday and Saturday at the Minor Theater. Tickets are available on the Minor Theater's website. And I believe there is also a special brunch hosted by Papa and Barkley on Sunday that sounds like it will be incredible and also an actor party. So you should really check this event out if you have a chance. Um, to get a, to see this wonderful film that's all about our community and the women that are in it. And it really tells our story so beautifully. And if you're enjoying this program today and maybe you regularly tune into the Cannabis Hour and you appreciate its unique perspective and reporting on the cannabis world, I urge you to consider donating to KZYX's Quiet Drive. That's going on right now. Um, I believe a community is stronger with a public radio station just like KZYX. Whether you're tuning in for something like great music, national news, emergency information, or a unique program like the Cannabis Hour, when you turn on KZYX, we're all connected. And this is the time of year when we come to you to ask you to help us keep our station going. So I urge you to please consider playing a part in that by making a donation today. And the easiest way to do that is by visiting kzyx.org. That's our website and use the donate button there. So again, that is kzyx.org. 
and thing about this awesome film. And then in about 10 minutes, I'm going to open up the um, phone lines to callers out there who might have a question or a comment for Chia or Chris. And yeah, just getting back to that conversation. Um, Chris, are there any details about the event this weekend that I missed when I was talking about it just now? No, I'll just add that, you know, I, I think it's going to be a very special weekend because this is the first time the community's seeing this film. And it was important to me to really bring it back to where it all started before it goes wide, because it's like a moment that, you know, all of these people gave me so much of their time and, you know, shared their stories with me. So, so it's, it's going to be like, it's not going to be like anything you've ever experienced because it's going to be a room full of people in the community really watching their stories unfold and and then we'll celebrate you know i'm excited to see everybody that i've started this pro- project with three or four years ago and um i think the brunch is going to be really lovely uh on saturday it's called a lady buds brunch but all genders are welcome and um you know it's going to be just food and i believe maybe consumption and just you know a, a panel or we'll all be talking about stuff and that's sponsored by humble grace wanted to mention that and um and i want to thank i just want to do a shout out to dan turbyfill who's been uh, the event uh, producer um, helping put together the weekend and michael katz who's um one of the film producers who will be there as well so um it's it's a it's a it's a small team, but, you know, we're really excited to be up there and uh, and share this moment with everyone because, um, yeah, thank you. Thanks for expanding on that there, Chris. Um, so you just spoke about the six different women that were in the film, and I wanted to ask you, was six like this magic number you were shooting for, or did you just find six really cool stories? And were there any women that you wanted to have in the film that maybe couldn't or didn't want to participate? Wow. Um, you know, I think I was a little naive. This was very ambitious. <laughs> it became a very epic production following, you know, what ends up being five storylines, but six six women in the film. I mean, everybody that I met in cannabis along the way has an incredible story uh, and deserves their own feature film. Um, why people are drawn to cannabis and how cannabis has infected their lives is just, it's every story is unique and um you know, the dedication to the plant and what they've had to sacrifice and risk to be a part of this community. So it was hard. It was hard to, to choose, um, you know, the, the six women in the film, but again, I wanted it to be, you know, as diverse as possible. Um, are there people, you know, again, I, I, I think this is, uh, this is an ongoing, uh, project in a way i think that the story first of all the story's not over over and i'm i'm actually looking to tell more of these stories um by women in the community and um keep giving them voice um so so we'll see we'll see what's around the bend yeah you know i couldn't imagine it being with any less of the stories than you showed i feel like the breadth of those stories and the differences and then the parallels between them they really offer the complete picture of our cannabis community. So I applaud your epic venture because I think it really paid off in giving an accurate picture of 
the different aspects of our community and how we all sort of are shouldering these struggles right now, no matter what facet of the community you're in, whether you're a cultivator or you're trying to open a dispensary rurally or in the city or you're a cannabis activist, everyone is sort of um, playing a part right now and sharing these struggles. I couldn't imagine telling any fewer stories or seeing any fewer stories. So thanks for your ambitiousness there. Um, Chia, is there anything that you want to add? Do you have any burning thoughts about your participation here that you want to share? Has anything come up for you while we've been chatting? Um, Not so much, just that I'm really excited. I'm super nervous and uh, scared, but also feeling really thrilled and excited to share uh, our story and also the film with, with, you know, everyone locally in our community and also the um, premiere in Mill Valley, which is next weekend and the 9th and the 13th. There's two different showings for that. Um, And uh, just the excitement has been building for so long and here we are. And so, um, yeah, it's just uh, all all the emotions all wrapped up in one. So, Yeah, how does that feel to have so many friends and community members and then strangers coming to this film premiere where you are going to be and then we're going to be like watching your life on the big screen? (laughs) What is that? Personally, I cannot imagine that. So I applaud you, number one. But will you tell us what that feels like? Yeah, that's where the, a little the fear comes in. You know, it's really vulnerable. It's something that, you know, like I was saying before, I didn't really know what what this meant to be in a documentary. I didn't really realize we were going to be, um, you know, filming all these little details of my life. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's it, it is like you said, like there's the laundry basket sitting on the floor. There's dirty dishes in the background. There's real life happening at the same time. You know, there's the struggles in, in all the relationships and, you know, interpersonal relationships in our family being shown and, and you know, tears and, and turmoil, but also fun. And, and um, you know, we did have an enjoyable time doing this and so yeah it's it's just a vulnerable thing it's something obviously i've never done anything like this before and just like chris touched on earlier it's kind of like coming out of the shadows um for for me in my whole life it was like don't tell anybody what you do you know you want to keep it secret and this is something that we don't really share you know we always told the kids like you just don't really talk about this um and then as we started through the process of becoming legal and and getting licensed and doing all the things that go along with that it just became more comfortable and um natural and now I don't hesitate, like, you know, saying what I do. I, I feel more proud of it than I ever have. Um, and so this has helped me. This film has really helped me actually um, kind of accept the lifestyle in in a way that I never have before and, and just um, be proud of it. And I feel like, you know, I can talk freely uh, about what we do and the struggles. And, and, when I, and when I do talk real like that, people really... Um, you know, they, they feel comfortable, they, they identify with that on some level, whether they're a consumer or a farmer themselves or whatever, you know. Um, so it's been really great way to make new relationships and friends. And it's opened up a whole new world for, for my family and my husband and, and myself and in terms of our own business and our farm and everything. So it's been pretty amazing all around. 
Thank you for sharing that, Chia. And I applaud your bravery in appearing in this film. I bet you never thought that, like you said, it used to be so secret and so serious to keep quiet. And now you're in a movie talking about how you're a cannabis farmer. It's pretty amazing and wonderful. So congratulations on that. Um, At this point, I'm going to go ahead and open up our phone lines. So if you are listening out there and you have a question for Chris or for Chia, or if you are a woman involved in the cannabis industry and you just want to call in and say hi, that would be great too. So that number is 707-895-2448. That is 707-895-2448. All right. While we are waiting to see if we have any listeners join us today, Chris, I kind of wanted to go back to um, your first experience at a cannabis farm. I know we've talked about this a little bit. You said that it was like maybe in Grass Valley. And I went, oh, it looks like we have a call already here. So I'm going to put that question on pause and we're going to go ahead and put this caller through. Hi, caller. You are live on the Cannabis Hour. Are you here with us? Yes, I am. This is Mo up in Mendocino County in Covalo, and I just wanted to give a huge shout-out to Chia and Chris for this incredible work to get this film made. I'm so excited to go see it. I just got my tickets, and I just am really proud of all the women doing amazing things in cannabis and so grateful to have friendship with you, Chia. And, Jen, thank you so much for this show and um, so much um, kudos to Chris for making this film, and I'm just super, super proud of um, our community. So awesome. So thank you. And really appreciative of the show today. Thank you, Mo, so much for calling in. And Monique is, does a little interview in Ladybuds as well. And there are other community members um, that pop up here and there. I saw so many familiar faces. I saw myself, which I forgot about and then remembered from a farmer's market event that Mendo Jen had, I think like three or four years ago. And that was really sweet and wonderful to see. So yeah, it's a one, it's absolutely wonderful that we have our community documented in this way because so much is changing at this point in time. So that's another wonderful gift that this um, film gives us is this sort of time capsule of this stepping stone moment for all of us. So yeah, while we wait to see if we have any more callers, and I'm just going to give out that number again for anyone that's listening. If you want to call in, it's 707-895-2448, 707-895-2448. So just going back to Chris, when you first entered this community, oh, we have another call. All right, we're going to put that caller through. <laughs> Hi, caller, you're live on the Cannabis Hour. Are you here with us? Yeah, thanks for the show. This sounds great. Um, I have a question. Uh, you know, one of the things that you folks were talking about a little earlier was the war on drugs and its Im- impact on the community. <clears throat> and I, I keep seeing all these news accounts about uh, our uh, Mendocino County Sheriff, uh, uh, Kendall. Um, he, he seems to... Uh, continue to be waging that war on drugs. Um, you know, there have been several uh, growers raided, and um, there's also a, a lawsuit that's been filed by some of the local community growers um, under the uh, racketeering statutes, um, alleging that um, the sheriff's deputies have been shaking down growers for years. 
So I'm wondering whether or not um, the movie addresses this kind of dichotomy that exists um, in our community between, on one hand, um, you know, uh, the growing acceptance of cannabis um, as a uh, important uh, positive uh, influence on uh, our community, and um, but at the same time, this legacy that continues to seem to haunt us of uh, a continuing war by law enforcement uh, on the community. And uh, so I'd appreciate uh, any insights or uh, any thoughts that um, the film might bring to that or um, maybe what the filmmakers, um, you know, thinking is in regard to where that's headed. Thank you. Thank you for that super thoughtful question. Um, Chris, would you like to go ahead and dive into that one? And then Chia, sure. do you have anything to add also? Yeah, that is that is a great question. And there is a huge moment in the film that actually highlights that uh, dichotomy. Um, I was, you know, kind of shocked to see, um, you know, the ongoing, like, conflict between law enforcement and the farmers. And the challenges that they have had to be accepted uh, into the community. Um, and they're actually, I won't give it away, but there's a, there's a big moment where that's really brought to light. And I know that that's a continuing struggle. I mean, I've seen through the making of the film, there's this like holdover punitive attitude from the law enforcement. Um, I mean, Tia can speak more to this, but I actually witnessed it as someone from outside the community and was just like, this, this is not fair. This isn't making sense. So, um, so there's, there is a moment in the film. And then, you know, of course, Felicia does address, um, the dichotomy against, you know, marginalized communities, you know, in, in the city as well. But, but yeah, no, this was, uh, surprising to see right firsthand when I was there and the camera was rolling. So, so Chia, would anything to add to that? Yeah. Um, well, I, I really appreciate that question because this is something that I think about a lot. And I was having this discussion last night with my, my husband about just the unfairness that we go through. And we have been, you know, as a legal farm, been pushing so hard for so long to get this far. And, you know, it's really unfair the way that it has all kind of gone down that so many people who've been building this industry and have been part of this community for decades have not been able to enter the legal market if they wanted to um, and and have been waiting and trying. And some of those people have been getting raided and busted recently. And, you know, they may have tried to apply to get a license and they were either denied or um, just haven't got through that process or the process has been sort of shut down and, you know, the door has been shut in their face. And so it seems quite unfair to be busting people who have been, you know, wanting to do this. We're asking, you know, to be <laughs> to be regulated and pay taxes and, and do all the, those things. Right. And um, so, yeah, that is an interesting dichotomy for sure that's happening in our community currently. And you, you see, the, you know, the news saying that we got. You know, they raided four plants in Talmadge the other day or 84 plants here and there. And it's like, why is stuff like this happening? I just don't understand exactly. 
Thank you both for weighing in on that. And we do have another caller waiting. This will probably be our last caller for today. So we're going to go ahead and put that caller through. Hi, caller. You are live on the Cannabis Hour. Are you here with us? Yeah. Hi, this is Dan Turbyville. Hello. Hi, Dan. Thanks so much for calling in. I love hearing from you so much. So thanks. I'm so glad you called in Uh, this morning. Yeah, so great. Uh, so um, I actually took the opportunity, Jen, and went down to uh, L.A. and saw the song. Oh, Dan, you're cutting out just a little bit. Are you here with us? Yeah. Okay, great. I can hear you now. Okay, so I heard you say you took the opportunity to go down to L.A., and then we lost you after that. So would you like to Oh, continue? and I'm just saying the film was just so authentic. and. If I could go to L.A., I hope people could go up to Humboldt and see the see the film up there at the Minor. Absolutely. It's not that far to go. You make an excellent point, and I agree with you. It is a super authentic representation of our community. Is there anything else you yeah. want to share about the film or your experience? I know you've been working well, a lot to promote it. Yeah. So uh, what's been so great is I've been able to help uh, produce the event, and with that, I've been working on getting sponsors, and I've been very... Uh, focused on uh, female-owned and empowered businesses, and um, I've just had such an incredible time meeting all of these incredible women, like Mary at Love In It at Sold in Mendocino, um, Jude at Dragonfly, uh, Dragonfly Wellness, uh, and I met another Jen up in um, up in Humboldt. She worked at uh, she um, is a general manager at Pacific, Pacific Paradise, which I guess was the first head shop. Uh, been up there since 1971. And uh, just all of these incredible women. There's another woman that's up there working with me. Her name is Kelly. Uh, she's the Humboldt Gangier, uh, just uh, doing some really incredible uh, work up there. And then um, just working with Lele up there with Humboldt Grace and the Humboldt Fire Recovery Project. And she's just been so helpful in getting us all of uh, the location, uh, introducing us to Papa and Barkley. And, it's, again, this has just been a very... Um, female women empowered um, experience it's been it's been it's been wonderful thank you so much dan do any uh, chia or chris do you have anything to say in response to that before we um i do have one more question here that was submitted by mail that i want to touch on before we wrap it up now i just want to uh share my thank you and gratitude to to dan who's been helping um you know really bring this message to the community about this event and and uh, you know, rally all of the amazing women in cannabis. This is this this weekend is really going to be a celebration of the women in the community. Um, you know, the the word sheroes has come up a lot, but this is this is going to be a very touching event. And thanks to Dan for for um, you know helping get some sponsors. Um, uh, the money raised uh, from the screening will be going to pay post production costs on the film. There's still bills that are just outstanding and i'm very appreciative for the support uh, of the community and again you know dan's making this a really really special event so so thanks for calling in dan i'm gonna see you soon awesome thank you so much for calling in dan and so we have uh four and a half minutes left here and we did have a caller submit the question asking to touch on the difference between women-led versus male-led farms, or men-led is what they wrote, but I think we get the idea there. So 
uh, do you two both maybe want to take a stab at that for just a couple minutes here? Actually, Chia, we're going to, we're going to have Chia take a stab at that. And then, um, I want to leave a few minutes at the end here to share again the details of the preview this weekend and then how we can continue to stay in touch with the Ladybug's journey as they move forward. So Chia, what do you have to say about that? <laughs> Well, like, you know how it is, Jen, being a a female-led cannabis farm, you know? So, yeah. I do. Me and my, yeah, it's a hard work, no matter what. Um, But I think that just in in general, women have a connection with this plant. Um, It is a female plant, the flowering plant. Um, And, uh, you know, women just have a really strong connection, I think, with with plants in general, too. But um, that... They bring something to this industry that um, is really creative, and there's a lot of amazing things going on that are have been led by women. And this, like you know, sort of the compassion side too, like you see with um, Humble Grace, for instance, doing a lot of the the compassion work on a different level, and just really integrating cannabis and cannabis farming and the community, and something that hasn't really happened for all this time because um you know we've been sort of hiding out and we haven't really been celebrating um you know the amazingness of just the actual plant so i think that women really bring that to the table and that's really exciting and there's there's a lot going on in space for sure thank you chia for that i have to say that if i think that women bring one thing to cannabis farming it's definitely um perseverance (laughs) for sure among all the female growers that I know and just women in this industry in general. So we have two and a half minutes left here. Uh, Chris, do you want to just talk one more time about the screening this weekend for anybody that just might now be listening? And then how can we stay in touch with the Ladybud's journey as you go on to the Mill Valley Film Festival and beyond? Thanks so much again, Jen, for having me on and to, to, to talk about all of this. It's been so exciting because I've worked on the film gosh, for such a long time. And then we had the pandemic happen and the film was honestly supposed to come out last year, but I had to shelve the film for an entire year. So this, this weekend is, you know, when we say it's highly anticipated weekend, it really is. It's been a long time coming. And, um, you know, to have the women in the film and some of the crew there uh, to, to, in, to interact with the community you know, it's one of the greatest rewards of a filmmaker is to, to, to see how people respond to, to your work. So I, I really would love to invite anyone to come to this, this screening this weekend and, and come up to us and tell us what you think of the film and celebrate with us. Um, again, you can get your tickets at minortheater.com, uh, Friday night, 5.30 screening at the Minor Theater in Arcata, Saturday night, 5.30 screening at the Minor Theater in Arcata, and Friday night we also have the after party that's going to be really exciting um, right at the theater uh, in, a, in a beautiful patio. And then the brunch on Saturday, again, what we're inviting anybody to join us um, uh, with a ticket uh, for that day screening uh, to the Papa, Papa and Barkley uh, Consumption Lounge in, in Eureka. So, so I'm really, really thrilled to be able to be with the community for this special moment. And thank you again, Jen, for having me on. And thank you, Chia, for, for giving so much to the film as well. Thank 
Thank you both so much. So this has been another episode of the Cannabis Hour. Thank you for tuning in and joining us. Have a beautiful day. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.